But right here, like under the jaw was where it really hurt though. The abs apple wasn't that bad. And, and and if things don't work out for you know, God forbid any reason, you could just say you're a Mac, like you're a Mac daddy. Yeah. But I just told her what I would do is I would just kill her and then I'll put rest in peace. <laughs> okay. It's fair enough, really. I'll put rest in peace, Mac. Cause then I was like, this is a memorial to my dead girlfriend. They don't know what happened to her. She's dead. She's dead. I mean, honestly, I would probably deserve it. Presented by the good people at the Bod Belly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on Hawaii for the 290. A study on Hawaii. It's called Hemocide. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 301 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host, in the place to be, Mr. Jacob Pete, and sitting right across from me, looking as cozy as he can be in his brand new executive chair over there. Executive level shit, man. Level up, baby. We're past, we're, we're, we're past 300 episodes, ladies and gentlemen, is the Brown Recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. What the fuck is going on, America? Guys, go to Caveman. <laughs> guys, uh, go to Caveman Coffee. So aggressive and then so like, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, go to CavemanCoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the hibiscus tea. They got the cacao butter. They got the sweatpants, hats, whatever. Winter's closing out, but still get them, dude. Use promo code America at checkout to receive 15% off. Um, guys, if, you, if you're struggling in the morning, you're like, dude, I hate brewing my own coffee, dude, that nitro cold brew, that shit will wake you the fuck up. Um, and yeah, tell them your boys aren't Jacob sent you, take a picture of yourself, wearing the hats, drinking the coffee, drinking the hibiscus tea, drinking whatever, and then uh, tag us, tag them, it shows that you care, it shows we appreciate it and they appreciate it. Yes, guys, and speaking of sponsors, guys, I need everyone to head on over to sucreapparel.com. Where the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. Valentine's Day is this week. It's yeah, yeah, it's like Tuesday or something. Uh, yeah, shit. it's Tuesday. Yeah, so it's probably too late for you guys to get your sucker apparel for your loved ones and whatnot. But President's Day is just right around the yeah, corner. Dude. If you want to show some love to your executive boss. If you if you love Obama or Trump or Jimmy Carter, who's still like 108 years old, still building houses for habitats for humanity or whatnot, get your favorite president some sucre apparel. Uh, load up your cart with everything that you love, want, and desire. Send it over uh, to them. Uh, but before you enter, but before you enter your credit card information and hit checkout, guys, I need everybody to enter promo code Art and Jacob uh, in the great and powerful. Nicole Smith Bosch will give you 10% off 
your entire purchase. But guys, we're not here to talk about Jimmy Carter and his altruistic mindset. He looks like fucking the Crypt Keeper sometimes when he's, he's still alive. A- Dude, Jimmy Carter is fucking alive. He is building houses across America with a big old Band-Aid and liver spots looking like Mr. Burns or the Crypt Keeper. Uh, I don't know if I want a house built by such feeble hands. Who's, but Who's older, him or Joe Biden? They're probably around the same age. They're about the same age, but Joe Biden has less liver spots. I don't know. They, it might be makeup. Mm. But um, well, he's doing it for the he's doing it for the gram, the liver <laughs> spots. Ladies like the liver spots. I feel you. He's the original Leonardo DiCaprio. That, that's gonna shit. be like the new thing where it's like all these like celebrities are gonna be painting liver spots on themselves. <laughs> all the Kardashians just have like a big There's old a fucking liver spots. I have South you know Africa how, like, here. You know, like fucking like freckles became a thing like they were like uh, yeah. girls are like putting like fake freckles on yeah it's gonna be like liver spots and shit all over <laughs> their bodies what did you say south africa hair no like you know like you know those big old liver spots they look like the continent of oh. <laughs> <laughs> south america oh shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got australia right here oh dude that's that's gross <laughs> Oh man, Hollywood for you guys, Let's dude. Whatever, whatever the trend is, dude, yeah. you got to do it. You got to do it. If Mario Lopez is doing it on Access Hollywood, you better do it too, yeah, baby. Dude. That's how you stay up with the Joneses. But guys, we're not here to talk about fucking labor spots that look like South America art. What are we here to talk about today? This is our like what fourth annual, sixth, sixth annual. Dear God, sixth annual. My Bloody Valentine episode, mm-hmm. kind of a fan favorite, I suppose. Yeah, it does the good numbers, yeah. It, does, it is the good numbers. Uh, you know, this is one where we uh, kind of do our My Favorite Murder impression, and, you know, we each bring a story, and we tell it to each other, and you know, a little more relaxed than, mm-hmm. than you know, our more, like, uh, you know, research. Pentagon said this on 1962. <laughs> you know, <it> was, <laughs> not, not so much that today, but a little more, like, let me tell you a, a story of... Uh, of a uh, lover's quarrel. Lover's quarrel, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of a weird one because Valentine's Day, as Jacob said, is in a couple of days. Uh, mm-hmm. Today's Sunday. Today's the Super Bowl. It's a very hectic time to be alive, to be quite honest with you. Correct, yeah. Super Bowl today. Don't go to Walmart, guys. Yeah. Uh, the fucking Valentine's Day is in a few days, literally two days from now. We got now. fucking UFOs flying over That's, Alaska and that Canada. That is the other thing that, like, you know, depending on when you hear this, UFOs are all over the sky. I think two have been shot down in Alaska and Canada. Um, looks like China just is about to shoot one down. Might have already shot one down. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but it feels like Mars Attack. This is the beginning of a sci-fi horror movie right now. Mm-hmm. Like We're living in that. Directed by Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Very Tim Burton. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, in the middle of all that, somehow I, you know, we had to do a little bit of research <laughs> of that. It was it was a tough week for me to focus on this because I'm a big UFO nerd. That's like my bread and butter. If we if there's one topic that I love covering, it's like aliens or like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's like so it was tough for me to focus on this. But this is a case that I thought was like I heard about this story a while back, and originally I had a different story. I talked to you about it about the toy box killer, and I was like, dude, toy box killer, I'm gonna be sitting here all day. I don't want to do that. No. So this one's a little bit more uh, more of a shorter story, but still equally as interesting story. Okay. This is the story of the murder of Grace Mullane. Okay. Uh, Grace Mullane. I'll talk to you. I'll I'll tell this story a little bit more like if we were just on a road trip chilling, eating potato chips on our way to Lollapalooza. <laughs> <laughs> With Deftones in the yeah, background. Yeah. So Grace Mullane, a British tourist, pretty young girl. Uh, she pretty much was in that state 
in, in life. And, and, you know, we talked about, like, on our way to Deftones, but, you know, that era when we were working at Target and we were just kind of doing stuff, like, we were going to concerts, we were, like, doing all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah. she was in that time in her life where she was pretty much wanting to go backpacking places. She was traveling all over the world, was not ready to start, you know, a more serious responsible filled life yeah she wasn't ready to like be like all right it's time for the fucking nine to five grind of like let's do pay a mortgage and fucking feed the dogs and yeah 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 Yeah, so at this point in her life she was like i just want to travel i want to do some backpacking i want to do some sightseeing you know meet some meet some people make some friends you know maybe a gentleman or two you know find out you know you're young live your life like i totally get that time in your life do it don't be that fucking psychopath that gets married at like seventeen or whatever. Like <laughs> marries their high school sweetheart bullshit. Don't yeah. don't do that. And lives That's on weird. Facebook from like nine a.m. to nine p.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it starts posting like Bible verses and shit. Yeah, like, like that's kind of weird. Does it works on the side and shit? Yeah, like, it's like all of a sudden they're in a pyramid scheme. You know, by the way, I have a lot of friends that are like used to be like drug you're addicts. Top commu- you're like the top contributor to like a QAnon forum. And yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, dude. I have like friends that are like reformed drug addicts and now they're all like all right dude i also do a pyramid scheme now and i'm like <laughs> i'm trying like they post all these like like positive quotes online now and i'm like dude what the hell dude you used to be like passed out on a fucking in a, in a basement dude on like fucking heroin and now <laughs> anyways long story short she wasn't that she wasn't that she was just a young girl trying to have fun and um one of these trips takes her to new zealand which honestly fucking sounds beautiful like yeah. lord of the rings baby if you're young and you can afford it go live the fucking frodo lifestyle in new zealand go do that shit so she goes there she's staying at a hostel she's also doing some backpacking she's kind of you know honestly i'm kind of jealous right now that seems like a really cool thing to do um while she's there she also decides to download tinder and you know she's just kind of like living her living her thing swiping left swiping right um while she's on that, she she finds a dude that's on Tinder. His name is Jesse uh, Kempson. Uh, so Jesse pretty much seems like a normal dude. Um, they decide to go on this date. And basically they go to like, I don't think we have an equivalent to that in the United States or maybe not in Bakersfield, but it's like a bar casino type of thing. It's oh, like, Las it's Vegas. Like a, yeah, it's, kinda, it's very Las Vegas. I would say it's closer to... Um, Catchy Palace. Attachy Palace, I guess. I was going to say, like, what's that? Like a David Busters, but if there was, like, gambling involved. Oh, okay. So it's something more like that. So they go there. They have a good time. They do some bar hopping. Uh, They actually hit it off pretty good. Everything seems to be just like a regular date. You know, public area, this is where you want to meet anyways. You're not meeting in the middle of the woods or something, (laughs) you know. So seems like she plays it pretty smart. He plays it pretty smart, whatever. They're they're good. They actually go to a a, a Mexican cafe named Mexican Cafe, wow. which I thought was funny because it's like you know that would never work in so California. Generic, yeah. yeah, like if if we opened a restaurant and named it Mexican Cafe, not work, dude. But you can open up one and call it fucking New Zealand Cafe. You oh know, yeah, the New work. Zealand Cafe. You can do one called the uh, Hawaiian Cafe here because people don't know like jack shit about hawaii like yeah. like hawaii's far enough that it might as well be its own dude, country it's, fucking, it's exotic hey, dude we know hawaii dude <laughs> <laughs> so like you know whatever um so anyways they go they they hit it off they're doing a good good time anyways the uh couple of days pass 
she was out on this trip in New Zealand because it's around her birthday, and her parents can't get a hold of her. They're trying to be like, "Yo, hey, uh, well, you know, Grace, what's going on? Like, happy birthday! You're no one's talking to you. You're not responding to your friends. You're not responding to your family. What's going on?" Her family starts freaking out. Basically, contacts the authorities over there. The authorities get involved, and then this is where the case really starts taking it up a notch. So the authorities do their due diligence. They pretty much contact the hostel that she was staying at. The hostel is basically like she never came back. Like she's she never checked out. Mm-hmm. And basically, <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying to like clear my throat and keep talking at the same time. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyways, the the police show up. They're like, hey, nothing. Go, no, you know, she never showed up. And one of the things that's like really important to f- know about New Zealand is New Zealand is really big with like CCTV, like their surveillance footage, like is everywhere. Um, and I think the United States—it's a police state. Yeah, like the United States is headed in that direction, but we're not there yet. Like this is back in 2018 when this was happening, and they were already like on that shit, like hardcore. Sorry, I'm like trying to. Every time I do one of these episodes where I'm like talking a lot, it's like it doesn't work. Welcome for me. to my world, Art. Dude, I hate <laughs> I hate talking a lot. So, anyways, she's doing this. She 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 basically does this trip, and like now her family is like freaking out. Anyways, so she she's missing now. She's officially been declared missing. Her family decides to fly into New Zealand to help with the search, and um. Because there's so much CCTV, they find out, one, they find out that she went on this date with this guy. There's all kinds of, uh, all kinds of footage of them on this date, which is like, damn, dude, I hate talking so much, dude. I wish I would have brought a water bottle. I wish I would have brought a water bottle, dude. But anyways, they're on this date. (laughs) Um, the date is going pretty well. It looks like it because they're hugging. They're like kissing. They're going from bar to bar, having a good time. Pretty much... You know, nothing abnormal. At one point, she does text her her friends back in in the uh, in the British continent, <laughs> telling them like, "Hey, I met this dude. He seems really cool. We're really hitting it off." The footage shows them going back to his place and basically um, going to his apartment. They're like cuddled up. Nothing abnormal. It seems like a typical like, "Hey, yeah, they just yeah, went yeah. home together and everything works fine." We're gonna put on uh, New <clears throat> Zealand fucking Netflix and shit. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna Netflix and chill, dude. I think over there, like, uh, Netflix, like, shows R-rated shit, like, X-rated shit. <laughs> so, uh, I guess that's what they went to go do. But anyways, they go over there, <clears throat> and um, the next morning, there's footage of him leaving the apartment, uh, but not her. She does not leave the apartment. So, basically, at this point, he's he's he goes to pick up a um, some luggage, so he picks up some like luggage containers, takes them back to the apartment, oh, God. leaves, picks up a bunch of cleaning supplies, comes back, buys a shovel. Uh, basically, there's a bunch of footage of him coming and going in and out of the apartment, but there's no footage of her ever leaving the apartment. The police contact him, and then they're like, hey, uh, so you're like the last person who's seen her. Do you know anything about her? What's going on? Uh, they basically know like something's going on there. And he's like, oh, you know what? The night just ended. We hugged, we kissed, and we said goodbye to each other, and that was it. So right away they know this dude's fucking lying yeah. to us. Because <clears throat> there's footage of her going home with him and then like never, never coming, coming back. back. So basically, at this point, they're questioning him a little bit more, and he does this like whole act of like, how are you like, how are you, why are you questioning me? That, like, I, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, we went home, we went our separate ways, and then uh, that's it. 
so the police are just basically like, so we kind of know that you're lying because there's footage of her going home with you and she doesn't come out. Um, so at that point he like freaks out and he's like, okay, yeah, she came home with me. Um, she was really into this movie called 50 shades of gray, which do you remember that movie? Oh yeah. That like <coughs> it's girl porn. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. It, I, I knew the name, but I thought it was a book. You know, it was a book and then they <laughs> turned it into a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So came right. out around Valentine's day, by the way. Oh, right on. Yeah. Hey, to tie it all together. Mm-hmm. So. He was like, oh, yeah, she was really into 50 Sages of Grey, and she wanted to try some bondage stuff, and, like, she wanted me to tie her up and do all this stuff and choke her, and so we did, and it got out of hand, and basically I panicked, and she, like, went to go take a shower, and when I got out of the shower, she was dead, and and we I didn't know what to do, so, like, basically, like, I had to dispose of the body. So he admits to, like, chopping her up oh my basically God. like burying her and um the police is like why the fuck would you do that if you're panicking like why didn't you call an ambulance why don't you f- do something yeah so he's just like i don't know i panicked i don't know what the hell was going on so they're just like well whatever you still have to go to jail to jail <laughs> as they look more into his like day-to-day life while they were looking afterwards while he was doing all that shopping for the shovel and the luggage to like hide her body and all the cleaning supplies to clean the blood they also noticed that he went on another tinder date with another girl oh shit like so obviously he wasn't that freaked out because he's still going on tinder dates you know what dude i still gotta i still gotta take care of me dude (laughs) hey i'm not drinking home i'm not drinking off at home tonight dude (laughs) there's a fucking dead Dead body body there there, dude dude. it stinks dude so he goes on this other Tinder date, and apparently that girl gets really freaked out by him because he talked about a lot how, like, oh, did you know uh, human bodies, you can't smell a human body if it's buried six feet or under oh, and stuff. Gross. She, he kept bringing up weird shit like that on the, like on Patrick the Tinder Bateman date. Like Patrick and shit? Yeah. yeah. So the girl's like, eh, you're kind of freaky. So there's, like, footage of them, like, hugging, and she's like, bye, and she, like, takes off. Yeah. So, like, again, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever get that spider sense of, like, Hey, this dude's kind of freaky. I don't know what the hell's going on. Follow that intuition and like just call it a night, dude. Yeah. Just get some Taco Bell and jerk off. Trust me, <laughs> you're better off. Uh, so she calls it a night, and then they kind of question him on this. Like, why did you go on a second Tinder date if you knew that you had a dead girl in your apartment and you were like cleaning off all this blood? Like, obviously, it wasn't like you just choked her. There was blood everywhere. Why did you have to chop her up and like, like make a bad thing worse by like you know yeah. cutting her up into pieces? Apparently, they check his search history while he's while he was in the middle of all this. Some of his search histories <laughs> included, um, like what's the hottest fire that can burn? So apparently, he, he was looking for ways to dispose of the body and like wow. a. So he he was already looking through that, and apparently he like also. Uh, while he was panicking and all this, he decided to take a jerk off break because he also started Googling porn while, oh, wow. while finding ways of disposing the, of the body. Um, he was also like searching for her, like her name in the news and all this stuff. So he knew, he knew he, he had done something like, and he had fucked up. Um, obviously he goes to trial. That's his whole, his whole defense is like, Hey, he panicked. She was into freaky shit. You know, he obliged. She was into it. 
the reason why this trial became so popular, and I didn't really hear about this in the United States, but this is not the kind of stuff that I, you know, I was more into like, let's UFOs. cover, <laughs> let's cover the UFOs, dude. Um, but uh, apparently, this became a big deal because a lot of his defense and like, you know, his defense l- lawyer obviously put this case, uh, put this like argument together of of basically she was into like freaky shit like why are you guys blaming my client like he never he never was into that stuff until he met her um she was into like sleeping around she was into like basically made him sound made her her. yeah basically like slut slut shamed her victim blamed her like it was like all this like terrible shit and like that was her whole defense the nobody fell for it he was obviously convicted of murder but that to me was just like dude that's like, how much lower can you go? Like, you've already killed this human being. Like, couldn't you just be... Like, I, I feel like if I was going through something like that, I would just be like, you know what, dude? I can't live with myself. Like, just fucking send me to jail. Like, yeah. I, I already fucked up enough. Like, why would I have to, like, even tarnish someone else's, like, credibility? Like, she still has a family. She still has, like... Her dignity, they, yeah. Her dignity. And then you have to go and, like, be like, but she was a slut. Like, yeah. it's like, dude... She asked for it. Yeah. She was asking for it. She asked, she was into Fifty Shades of Grey, dude. <laughs> she was into reading and bad movies. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> so, like, it, it was just, like... I don't know. That's what made it become such a big story worldwide that that was, that was like such a like disturbing trial that her, her sexuality was put on trial. Like her, her sexual history was put on trial and like they were trying to paint him as the innocent guy. Apparently some of his ex-girlfriends and ex-tinder dates came out and were like, Hey, he's a liar. He's a pathological liar. He told us that, he was dying of cancer. Oh, he told God. us that his he his parents died, and he, he his that's his, worse than being a slut. <laughs> I know his his he's I guess he told uh, a lot of girls that his cousin played for the All Blacks, the um yeah, the rugby, rugby team. team. <laughs> yeah, and like and it's like all of it was lies. Like he was just like a dude that was just a bartender and like living the most like mediocre life that he can live in New Zealand, and like. I don't know. It was the, a rotten Kiwi, the, huh? The dude was just a fucking like scum, scumbag all the way around. Um, but yeah, the trial took it at an extra level where where it kind of put her, you know, her, her her life on blast. And it was like, it is one of those things that's like, you know, I think there's always going to be a double standard where like, if a man does that stuff, it's like considered cool. Like this dude, yeah. fucking ladies' man. If a woman does that, it's like, oh, dick. you're a slut, dude. Like, yeah. how dare you like ever sleep with more than? If you sleep with one man that's not your husband in your entire life, fucking slut, dude. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that that I, I'm sure that that happens on a day to day basis in in courtrooms or around the world. Yeah, but it's a really like gross thing to do, dude. And like, I think it, it, it's. I mean, I don't. I can't speak to the New Zealand court system or whatever. <laughs> Obviously, I never done jury duty, you know, in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's everybody has like those uh, weird biases, you know. And I think the courtroom is like is is kind of like political theater, you know, yeah. where it's just like the job of each lawyer is to play on the bias of whatever jury is in front of you and whatnot right yeah it's not necessarily to bring out the truth it's to complete the job either to get a conviction or to get you know you know you know uh, an acquittal yeah and i think that that that's why you see like those those things play out and to me like i can never be a lawyer because of that or i would have to decline like a lot of cases 
Cause I'm just not, I'm just not going to be out there, you know, saying shit like that. If my fucking client did it, I'd be like, Hey, yo, he did it. Like what's, what's, what's the least sentence <laughs> right, we can do? He, he did it, but like, he's kind of chubby dude. So like, this is like <laughs> kind of like a first time. He's kind of a bitch dude. He's not going to last like two minutes in jail. So like, uh, how do we get like him like isolated away from Suge Knight? How, how do we put him in like bitch jail, dude? Like, yeah. He's not going to make it with like the tough inmates. Ladies but, uh, and gentlemen of the jury, I'm not here to waste your time or your time. What, what what do we got to do to get this motherfucker like that's, some some decent food in jail? <laughs> that's another thing about him. And then I, maybe this is a bias on my part, but as soon as I saw a picture of, him, of of the guy Jesse, he looks like the most like stereotypical. Like he's like this like kind of chubby like white dude who like looks kind of like a pervert. Like I hate to say, it, I hate to just be like that guy looks like a pervert. Like if we were at a party and like Jacob was like, "Hey, that's my cousin Jesse over here," and we'd be like. I don't know that Jesse guy, or like that's my coworker. We work over here. We work at we used to work at Del Taco together, or whatever it may be. He's cool. I'd be like, I don't know, dude. He just gives off like those weird vibes. Like he, he. Do you remember that song "Date Rape" by uh by um um uh, Sublime? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's a line in that song where it says like his double chin and his plastic smile, like. I always think about that because in my mind, it, that song always painted a really good like image of like, yeah, there's that kind of like douchey dude of like being like this like fucking like fake dude and he's like kind of out of shape and he just, I don't know. Anyways, I feel like Je- like that song was written about Jesse and not, I'm sure I might get some like New Zealand people that are like, dude, actually Jesse was pretty cool, dude. His cousin <laughs> played for the All Blacks. <laughs> but, um, but he just like looks the part of like scumbaggy dude yeah. and like fucking like liar dude and like try to like s- like entice women with these lies of him like being like this like entrepreneur rich kid who's like cousin plays for the All Blacks and survived cancer and all this bullshit and like you know really he's just a murderer and like yeah kind of good that he's in jail type of thing but. Ugh. Yeah, anyway. that's a fucked up story, man. Yeah, but dude. my bloody Valentine, whatever. That's a happy my bloody Valentine, dude. <clears throat> and, and shout out to the the uh, judicial system of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Put a stamp of it, like the, the yeah. I'm sure, like you know, like the California one is like you know the scales of justice or whatever. Yeah. It's probably just like a one of those like kiwi birds like holding the oh, scale yeah, yeah, and yeah. shit. Um, I will say though that New Zealand did like do a pretty good job. Like they they reached out to the family and they took care of like a lot of things that the, cause the mom couldn't travel. I didn't really look into like why the mom couldn't travel, but the dad was doing a lot of the, the traveling New Zealand did like a lot of really classy moves and they pretty much knew like, Hey, we apologize to the family. This is not the Kiwi way. Yeah. This is not how we operate. Like this is why do we don't want people to think that, you know, uh, you know, we're like that. New Zealand is a very like, like welcoming place. And we are very like, you know, not murder we're not known for murder dude (laughs) like we're not america if you want murder go across the street to a fucking uh australia dude but (laughs) like you know they're not they're fucking colony yeah they're they're fucking lord of the rings dude like that's not what they're all about so we are the shire yeah so you know the prime minister like got involved like everybody was like you know it was a big deal like new zealand is like half the size of california if that dude so it's like it was a big deal it was like a local case to them so like they took it very personal and and they took care of the family as best they could and like you know what it reminds me of it kind of reminds me of that documentary don't fuck with cats and like the main guy the protagonist or the villain i guess you could say in that documentary yeah uh he does something similar but you know uh to a guy 
uh, where they they find footage of him checking into a hotel room or something like that, and then the guy never makes it back out, and he like chops him up and put him puts him yeah, in some luggage. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh shit! Like, so this is this this is like a thing that just happens yeah. like out there in the world and shit. Yeah, dude, that's like a nightmare, dude. Like, it's so I don't want to say like and Jeffrey Dahmer kind of did something like that too. Yeah, yeah. like. I know you don't have siblings, but like you have cousins or whatever. Like, let's say like if if Keith was dating someone, yeah, and like somehow like Keith were to die in a sexual experience, the autoerotic asphyxiation. That's one thing. Like, I feel like you can be like that. Fucking sucks. There's a lot of pain. Yeah. There's a lot of like heartache that goes with that. But then if like his the person that was like involved in that sexual experience doubles down and like chops like, him up. I'm gonna chop him up, put him in a bag, go bury them. Like you know, like it's like, dude, and Google pornography while doing this. Like, yeah, dude, there's like ain't a going pl- another Tinder date. Yeah, it's like, and you went another date, dude. You weren't even loyal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, like that. That's pretty gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, now this dude is like, I, I. I don't know what I don't know if New Zealand has a death penalty, but I think he's doing a lot of time in prison. Hopefully, shit. So yeah. If not, guys. And apparently, like, in in New Zealand, they don't like give people kiwis. Like, no. Like, yeah, I thought that's where kiwis came from, but like, apparently, like kiwis are not. Dude, they're from fucking Canada. Well, they might be there, but I don't think they let prisoners have them. Or maybe like they're like that's their punishment. Like in, in <laughs> prison, can't, like you can have our national fruit. <laughs> you can't have kiwis though. Like you. <laughs> You still get steak, but no kiwis. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> that follow-up episode, he suicides himself because he yeah. couldn't have a kiwi. Yeah, dude. Um, I don't know. He sounds like a scumbag. It makes me never want to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Now that it was on my to-do list, I have a lot of movies that I need to keep up on. It's pretty horrible, dog. Is You watch it? It's pretty bad? Yeah, my girl made me take her to go watch oh, it on Valentine's God. Day. I was like... This is this is why on I got, Valentine's Day, and it's basically it's like girl porn, like it's like all romantic, but then the guy's like into BDSM and shit. I'm like, dude, this is not how real life is, yeah. you know? Real life is porno, but yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, yeah, no, I mean that's more real life than like dude, a lot of stepdaughter porn and shit. Yeah. BDSM is like one of those things that's like the line of like cool BDSM and like lame BDSM is like Fifty Shades of Grey, where it's like. It ain't for me, dude. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm into that shit. Like, it ain't for me. I don't have the body type for that shit. But, like... Me either. But, like, the, uh... Like, I can see how someone, like, off doing some cool shit in, like, L.A. or whatever, like, might be cool for them. But I feel like once it becomes, like, in the cinemas and it's, like, all these, like, girls are into it, it's like, oh, that's... That's where it's not cool either. Yeah. It's kind of like lame. Like, it loses its luster. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways. Um, <laughs> it's weird that you picked that topic because there's a lot of like, it's not the same story or whatever. Spoiler alert. My victim lives and. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I, I, I got to say, I was struggling all this week to find like a, a proper story to tell. Because I, I feel like, you know, like I if I'm going to tell a story, it's got to be interesting, you know, yeah, and I got to yeah. find it interesting. I feel the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I couldn't find anything interesting, and I was like, I'm sure there's got to be some true crime case where it involves, like, a lover's quarrel. I mean, because yeah. I represent people that, you know, fall victim. You know, there's some kind of, like, heat-of-the-moment thing that yeah. happens or whatever, and I just wasn't finding anything. Maybe I'm just jaded because we've done this podcast for goddamn oh, yeah, six yeah. years or whatever. Uh, but one came across very organically. I wasn't even looking for a topic. Uh, I think I was taking a bathroom break, you know, from work, and... You know, I was scrolling through Instagram, sitting on the toilet, and then I saw a very 
very lovely picture of uh, a female performer that you and I both enjoy. And I actually saw <laughs> that you had liked this picture before I had even liked this picture. And I was like, man. Chrissy Mack. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, dang. I already know where this is going. Yes. This is a good one. Yes. That's why I was like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to cover. But as soon as I saw that, and I was like, I got the topic. Oh, yeah. Because my first thought when I saw that, I was like, man, she's healing up really well from what yeah, happened to her. she's doing good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, anyways, you know, look her up on your own expense. Uh, yeah. She's a, a female model that does some extracurricular things uh, because I don't want to get demonetized from YouTube or have this episode pulled from our host site. Uh, you can do your own research on Christy Mac, if you will. Um, let's just say for the, for, for the, um, the purpose of this episode, not getting pulled, let's just say she's a contemporary Christian artist. Yeah. <laughs> but she's she, not, she does just do modeling now. Like yeah. she used to do like, like, cinema of the extreme but yes. she doesn't do that anymore now she just does like whoa she does more like x-rated modeling i guess it would be correct yeah some only fans work if you only will. only fan style stuff yeah yeah and instagram pictures that both are yeah. myself hey, like pretty cool makes yeah. my day a little bit better I, th I think you have like an alert on your phone because Gets me through the rough times I'll, the, the I'll, algorithm is strong on my phone yeah yeah like i'll see her post something and it'll be like you know one minute ago or whatever and like robots versus robots is already like done <laughs> yeah algorithm set <laughs> he wakes up like in the middle of the night like tupac and like well, california live he's like <gasps> sometimes Mac just posted a picture sometimes it upsets me that like I'll uh like I'm a big uh, April O'Neil guy, so like sometimes it'll upset me that like my phone will put like another person who's like I'm into, but like not as much as like April O'Neil, and it's like yeah. why am I seeing this person's story before April O'Neil's story? I gotta yeah. like make the algorithm like I don't know. So yeah, sometimes I'm like God damn it, Zuckerberg! God damn these fucking liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Christy Mac research. And have a good day uh, with that. Uh, but Christy Mack, whose real name is actually, I didn't know this, uh, was is, is Christine Mackenday. So she kind of used mm, like I something sim similar to her, her real name or whatever. Uh, super popular in the year 2013. And by super popular, I mean like super fucking popular, like with what she was doing or whatever, right? Uh, and around the same time, April of 2013, you know, she's doing some modeling for a little magazine called Hustler. Uh, as you do when you are in this field. Uh, and she was performing with uh, another model, a male model, named uh, Jonathan War Machine Copenhagen, right? Mm -hmm. So half German, half Mexican uh, individual, who also, uh, his profession as well, and uh, as well as being in the adult film industry, uh, was also he had competed in, uh, I believe, season seven of The Ultimate Fighter, he was on uh, Coach Matt Sarah's team, uh, fought for a couple of for a cup of tea in the UFC, uh, but primarily he you know fought you know between Bellator as well as you know local promotions like the Tachi Palace. Like we were yeah. making fun of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very much had like a very I don't want to say mediocre MMA career, but like very much like he just never got over the hump, or mm. whatever, right? Uh, but he was a bad boy. Uh, he found himself in legal trouble a lot. Uh, because he would always get into bar barroom fights, uh, you know. He I guess he knocked out like seven people in a bar, which is which is like some like Nick Diaz, like Nate Diaz type of shit or whatever. Something that you would it see sounds like, very hood. Yes, yeah, something that you would see like you know them do or whatever, right? Yeah. Like something from like an eighties movie, like Patrick Swayze, you know, fucking beat the shit out of like twenty dudes in a bar one night. Mm -hmm. But but 
that, that's a felony. That's called assault or whatever, right? So he had a long track record of you know of that. Uh, but anyways, uh, Christy Mack, uh, she begins dating uh, Mr. War Machine. Yeah. And we're going to call him War Machine because that is now his legal name because a uh, little something that I uh, – because <laughs> when you watch like the court, you know, proceedings yeah. or whatever, the judge and the play, they don't call him by Jonathan Copenha- Copenhagen or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. he legally changes his name to War Machine, which was his like octagon nickname yeah. because TNA, which is now called Impact Wrestling, they had a tag team also called War Machine and they were suing him for the rights of him using that. So he just went down, he followed the Ultimate Warriors uh, road path and just legally changed his name to War Machine. So <laughs> he, he did it in that way where like he wrote himself a letter and addressed it to War Machine. And as long as he didn't open it by a certain date, it was like legally binding because he yeah. called himself War Machine first. Um, dude, just right off the bat, like, uh, um, you're about to have a daughter, is that correct? Correct, yes. Sorry, I don't mean to spoil the beans. No, it's all that's good, fine. it's all good. Um, if your daughter was an adult and she was like, hey, Dad, I want you to meet my boyfriend. His name's War Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be like... My name's Iron Man, then. Well, I better buy a shotgun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a good thing I bought that shotgun during that alien invasion. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like that one... You know, someone should probably intervene. Intervene, like, no, nah, I'm not saying her dad. I'm not saying she needs daddy to protect her, but like, maybe, like, like, maybe a friend. Like, you got to, like, I don't know. Maybe this dude, War Machine, it's sounds not a good like, idea. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, they have a very uh, public relationship, if you yeah. will. You know, him being, uh, we're just gonna call him a mediocre MMA star. Yeah. You know, he's making the rounds, uh, doing his things during media days. She's also, you know, very much. And like I said, in 2013, 2014, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing, you know, Christy Max somewhere or whatever. Like she, she crossed, you know, uh, the pop culture lines. You know, from yeah, being yeah. a very underground thing to like, oh, she is like on billboards and all sorts of stuff or whatever, yeah. right? She's grandma's favorite porn actress, or yeah, whatever, yeah. if you will, whatnot and whatnot. But anyways, a lot of the times those worlds like the porn industry and the MMA industry kind of like overlap. You know, every time he would fight, she would be ringside. And there's no better sight than seeing a very prime Christy Mac at ringside or whatever. Yeah. And so the cameras loved her, if you will, right? So anyways, there's a really concerning and I'll put this as like a sample either at the beginning or the end of this episode of War Machine and Christy Mack on Ariel Hawani's, uh, I want to say it was the MMA Hour, so long ago, I think it was like seven or eight years ago. And, you know, he's talking about his upcoming fight. And he's like, hey, War Machine, I see you got a bunch of uh, new tattoos all over you and whatnot. And he goes, yeah, it's of my girlfriend, Christy Mack, over here. And he got this big old, like, tattoo of Mack right there. And he goes, Ariel Hawani, trying to be funny, says, oh, you know, you know, that tattoo works because if you guys ever break up, uh, you can just say, oh, I'm a Mac Daddy or I'm a Mac with the ladies or whatever, right? Very bad joke or whatever, right? Makes Brendan Shaw look like Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, he goes, War Machine says something really concerning where he goes, we're already told her, like, if we break up, like, I'm murdering her. Like, I'm just going to put, you know, RIP, like, right next to the Mac right here. And he goes, and I made her get a tattoo at the same time in, like, you, you see her and then like in the YouTube comments, everyone's like, dude, how did like anybody not see that this was going to end badly? Like grabs her by the neck, like flips her around like pretty like not like super violently, but like violently enough to where it's just like, yo, like Ariel Hawani, I need you to call like the authorities to like yeah, do a welfare yeah. check or whatever. Flips her around and like on her shoulder, like has like property of war machine, like like a tattoo stamp or whatever. 
And I said, like, if you ever leave me or if uh, this doesn't work out, like, I'm murdering you. And I'm going to tell everybody that, like, I don't know what happened to my girlfriend. And I'm just going to put, like, an RIP right here. And then, like, Christy Matt, kind of, like, in that Stockholm Syndrome era of her life, is like, you know what? Haha, <laughs> and if I die, if he murders me, I probably deserve it. And, like, everybody, like, at the time, like, it's just, like, a really bad, dark joke. But looking back on what I'm about to tell you, and mind you guys, I'm going to tell you a very abridged and abbreviated part of this story this could be a six-hour podcast of what happened yeah, or whatever yeah. but i'm gonna spare you the details because even my jaded ass was like nah man this is like the first last and only time i want to read about this mm-hmm. and if you're into like weird shit like that like watch the trial she goes on trial for what's about to happen and in detail like documents what happened and i was like dude this is the last time i ever want to hear about it. it's super disturbing what he did or whatever right but anyways to kind of abridge everything from that point on they have what she described as a very up and down relationship where it's full of super highs, but super lows. Super highs is because he would do something that most abusers do, which is love bomb their victims where like he would uh, pull out of fights just to spend a whole weeks or months with her, buy her all of her favorite food, watch her favorite movies like 50 shades of gray, yeah. read to her 50 shades of gray while she takes a bubble bath, you know, with, you know, candle lights or whatever. But then at the same time would beat the shit out of her just because he annoyed her or because, Hey, she works in the adult film industry. And a part of that is she has to act with other male performers and whatnot. Right. And mind you, her adult film career, I believe only lasts one year. And there's plenty of videos out of her with multiple men and whatnot, but would, you know, she would come home from doing her job and he would make her shower for like several hours and scolding hot water, uh, then proceed to beat the shit out of her. Then the next day, love bomber and be like, oh, I promise that was just me just acting out. I just don't approve of your lifestyle and whatnot. And even though he's doing the same thing because he's concurrently in porn himself and fighting and whatnot. Right. And so they would have like a series of like the this cycle, like where he would love bomb her and then, uh, you know, do something crazy. Like there's one story like where they were on the freeway in Las Vegas. They get into a fight while he's driving slaps the shit out of her another car sees that and so he goes well i gotta murder you now because i can't let that be out there and i have an upcoming fight so we both gotta die and they're fighting over the steering wheel so he doesn't crash the car into a medium and whatever right and it's just like this crazy just back and forth thing so anyways around march or april of 2014 so about a year later or whatnot he actually breaks up with her And I always heard the story that, you know, and you would have thought, right, you know, this is Christy Mack. She's like one of the most beautiful women of all time, as both of us can attest to, right? She should probably break up with this guy. But no, he breaks up with her, citing that he doesn't approve of her lifestyle and he needs to get right with God. So he breaks up with her. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And he moves back to his hometown of Simi Valley. And also, too, he's from San Diego and, you know, goes back and forth between San Diego. And I'm going to put a pin in this story, uh, and I'm going to Quentin Tarantino this a little bit, and add another story where Ken Shamrock uh, from you know early UFC days and WWF Attitude Era days or whatnot, uh, one of the first guys to do crossover between WWF and UFC, said that he actually trained War Machine, and this pattern of behavior wasn't unique to just Christy Mack. He said that in San Diego, he actually trained him and he said that it's on on site if he ever sees him out in public because he took War Machine 
being like 23, 24 years old at the time that Ken Shamrock is training him, kidnaps his six, 14 or 15 or 16-year-old daughter, flees to Mexico, beats the shit out of her, rapes her, and leaves her in Mexico, and then you know, quits and, you know, is on the run for Ken Shamrock for the rest of his life and whatnot. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, like this guy's got like this pattern of behavior that he just continues to have or whatever. Right. So anyways, I'm going back to, you know, March or April of 2014 breaks up with Christy Mack. Uh, but they still kind of maintain like a friendly relationship, kind of like a friends with benefits. Like, yo, we probably we're toxic to each other. We probably shouldn't, you know, be, you know, a couple and whatnot, but, you know, Stockholm syndrome is a motherfucker. So she's still sending him, you know, nude pictures and, you know, explicit things like, Hey, this, you know, pussy is yours kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I just want to be with you one more time kind of thing. So a lot of like back and forth, like gray area kind of shit. They're not a couple, but you know, they still have, you know, some sort of feelings together with each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so according to war machine and a little bit with Christy Mack, uh, before August of 2014. So let's say around July, uh, they have kind of like this text exchange where it's just like, yo, I miss you and, you know, I want to make this work. Like, I want to be with you forever. And she kind of says something to the effect, like, why don't you put a ring on it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she goes, but you can't do that right now because I'm also dating this other guy, this entrepreneur named Corey Thomas. I'm about to retire from the adult film industry. I've made all the money that I can make with this. I'll probably just do, you know, only fan- a little thing that's coming in the future called OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And- you know, get a bunch of likes from Art and Jacob yeah, <laughs> on yeah. Instagram and shit. Uh, but I'm going to retire with this and, you know, I'm going to see where this relationship goes. He's a nice guy or whatever, right? But if it doesn't work out, hey, maybe we should explore, you know, spending the rest of our time together. War Machine takes this super seriously, goes out and I guess apparently buys a ring for Christy. And August 8th of 2014, again, I'm going to bridge the fuck out of this shit. Uh, Christy and Corey Thomas are doing the whole couples thing. You know, they're Netflixing and chilling and whatnot. And depending on whose side of the story you get, either they're just friends at this point or they're boyfriend and girlfriend. But either way, it doesn't matter, right? They're two consenting adults. They can do whatever the fuck they want. She's she's not attached to War Machine in anything, any way, which way, whatsoever, right? She's in her own house. She's with somebody consenting to be there. And they're watching Netflix and they fall asleep. They're awakened later on that night to War Machine turning on the the lights and saying, what the fuck? And then within two seconds of that, he's on top of Corey and is just beating the shit out of him. I think uh, Christy in her deposition said that it lasted, the beating lasted for 10 to 15 minutes. He's beating him, he's punching him, he's kicking him and whatnot. And then he proceeds to bite a piece of his face off. Damn. Then after he does that, he gets him into like a fucking chokehold and is about to knock him unconscious. Now, Christy Mack having the presence of mind to know that, oh, shit, he can literally probably murder this guy. He beat the shit out of like seven or eight dudes in a bar. Mm-hmm. He's going to probably murder this guy. And he has like the, the rage and hate of Satan in his eyes to begin with. So she dials 911 and she hides the phone underneath the pillow. And you can hear, this is on YouTube and whatnot, you can hear her screaming in the background, John, stop, stop, you're going to kill him, you're going to kill him, stop, stop, we didn't do anything, we were just watching TV and we both fell asleep. And so something happens where like she says like some kind of safe word and he just, just stops beating the shit out of this guy. He grabs the guy, he says, 
consider this a warning while he's got like a piece of his face like coming out of his mouth and shit. Yeah. He says, consider this a warning and you better not go to the cops or I'm going to fucking kill you. So, you know, Corey, he picks up all of his stuff and he gets out of there. And I think he goes to like his place of business in Las Vegas and, you know, his friends are there already and they proceed to call an ambulance and the cops get involved and whatnot. And yeah, this was in Las Vegas? Correct. Okay. So as that's happening, War Machine, you know, says to Corey out the door, like, hey, don't worry. You know, me and her are just going to have a nice conversation about this or whatever, right? This is probably just a misunderstanding. It's not your fault. And as soon as he closes the door, I guess he snaps again. And Christy says she doesn't know what happens uh, because everything kind of goes black. She's tasting blood in her mouth. She feels her teeth her front teeth just sitting in her mouth, right? And she's in and out of consciousness and what she can recollect, and again, I'm going to abbreviate the shit out of this, he's going through her phone, deleting all of her upcoming um, events that she has. I guess she has. she's going to do a convention, uh, you know, in Las Vegas later the next day. Uh, she has plans to go to lunch with her mom, you know, two days after that. Starts deleting all this stuff out of her phone. Starts going through her, her social media, unfollowing people, and as he's every time he's canceling an event or unfollowing, you know, Jason Momoa or The Rock or Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio or whatnot, he like proceeds to beat the shit out of her and says, "That's not yours. I'm yours. This pussy belongs to me." And then after he gets done doing that, deleting all of her her social media and whatnot, he throws her in the shower and says, "Scrub that other dude's come out of you because I'm about to make this pussy mine again." And, throws her in the shower naked and then goes to the kitchen, grabs a knife and starts sawing off of her hair. And he sung her hair off so hard that I guess the handle from the knife comes Damn. off. Then he proceeds to like beat the shit out of her, kicks her in her liver, goes back into the kitchen to grab another knife and says, well, now I got, I got to finish the job. I have to murder you. So Christy being in and out of consciousness, half of her teeth are missing. Uh, her face is blood. I think something like she had like a, a bruise so deep in her thigh she could not walk for a week. She had a ruptured liver from the kicks that she was he was he was giving her, um, and eighteen broken nose one or eighteen broken bones one to her nose I guess her orbital socket, and I guess multiple ribs missing. She had the presence of mind to fucking book it out of the front door. Because she knew if she went out the back door, the dogs would start barking. She books it out of the front door, completely naked, completely bloody, and starts beating, like something like out of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, starts beating on every neighbor's door until somebody finally comes out and says, yo, like, hide behind this bush right here so that way, you know, he doesn't see that you're here, and we're going to call the ambulance. The ambulance comes, the police comes, and... They go to the house and War Machine is has booked it. And so for a whole week, War Machine is on the run from the authorities. They couldn't find they can't find him. Nothing's happening as far as an arrest or anything. And oh yeah, by the way, Corey Thomas and his friends also call the authorities. So they got they have the police after this guy. So, anyways, and you can look up these pictures at your own will. I'm not gonna put these pictures on the YouTube because they're fucking brutal as shit. Christy goes to the hospital and I guess she's there for like a week and a half and she, her face is completely destroyed. This is like a perfect 10, you know, looking individual, whatnot. 
Her teeth are completely missing. Both eyes are swollen shut. And her big, I guess, like big signature thing at the time was like this big, like, you know, girl mohawk thing. Yeah. She's completely bald. And you can see it's like, it's worse than like when Britney Spears like shaves her head. Yeah. It's like all this like matted, like, like half bloody, like hair just hanging off of her head. It's fucked up as shit. Like, again, I said, this is like something straight out of fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So between that day and a whole week later, social media gets hint, gets wind of this event. And it's the weirdest shit ever because I kind of remember this happening like in real time and kind of seeing like the narrative that, oh, they were, you know, married already. I thought, you know, War Machine and Christy Mack were married. I guess that never happened. Uh, a lot of fake news was being said out there that, oh, they were married and that she was cheating on War Machine uh, with like multiple guys like in their matrimony bed and like he snapped not to excuse any of his actions yeah, yeah. but like that was like the narrative like floating around like the MMA like words are hard podcast circles and whatnot yeah. right and I was like yeah that's fucked up but that's fucked up you, pro- you should never beat the shit out of a girl like that especially if you're a UFC star but like it's weird like the almost half of the internet starts to victim blame Christy Mack because she's a porn star oh she liked it rough she she had it coming. You should have known what you were getting into, like dating a, a, an MMA star. Again, slut shame, like your story, slut shaming and victim blaming, you know, the, the victim here, mm-hmm. whatnot, right? And so Christy Mack was just like, you know what, fuck that. Like, I, it's not, none of this is my fault. This was my boyfriend or my friend or whatever. We weren't even having sex. Because of my profession, I don't even have a sex drive anymore. All I wanted was a quiet night at home with my friend slash boyfriend or whatever he was to her or whatever, right? It's none of our fucking business. War Machine had nothing to do with me at this time. Our our communication was basically uh, pretty much whatever. We weren't a thing. like, And he still didn't have a right to break into my house and beat the shit out of me or him. So she posts those pictures to social media. Again, super graphic. Like you see a picture of her thigh and, like, her whole complete thigh is just, like, this humongous bruise. I have never seen a bruise that big at all in my life. You see all of her teeth just missing or broken and whatnot. It, it looks like something straight out of fucking, like, World War One type of shit. I've seen the picture of, like, her face where, like, her eyes, like, swollen, like, shut. And it's, like, all, like, you know, she looks pretty fucked up. Like, I, that's the only picture I've seen of her. And I think that's probably the one that's, like... The most PG thirteen that probably like yeah. news articles ran with. Uh, yeah, don't on the, go on to Reddit if you're squeamish at all. Yeah, yeah they have the, the explicit ones on there. Yeah, that's the, that's the most PG thirteen. So I, I when I remember this happening, I remember this like I didn't know who War Machine was. I didn't. I thought he was like, I just thought he was like a UFC fighter. I didn't know he also did like adult entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew who she was, but I wasn't that into her back then. I feel like I'm more into her now than I was back then. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't really follow this. I was just like, "That's crazy!" Like, yeah. I just thought like War Machine, the UFC fighter, like beat the shit out of her. Um, and I didn't know like the that was the, the that was like you know the the court of public opinion was like, "Well, she's a porn star. She yeah. had it coming," like yeah. kind of thing. And it was like, "Oh my god, dude!" And there's an ESPN article uh, that documents a lot of this too, like in real time. And you see like the whole internet kind of change once she posts these pictures where it's just like, Oh shit. It's one thing to read about domestic violence, but it's a whole different thing to actually see it. And I guess she started to come out more with a, a, I guess more information like, 
you know, as she was able to, because for fuck's sake, her whole mouth was like bashed in and shit. And I guess she said that like he tr- also tried to rape her uh, in the shower, but he couldn't get hard. Is he American or you said he was like half some? He's half German, half Mexican. Is that what you said he was? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was born, in, I believe, either in San Diego or Simi Valley. Oh, okay, so he's like, yeah, you know, he's white, you know, yeah, you know, but yeah. like. I don't know. I, I guess there's like a whole backstory on him. That's why I said it's like this could be a six hour podcast, but it doesn't excuse your actions from being able, you know, to hurt someone like yeah. that. Christy Mack, I believe at the time was only f- like 92 pounds and five foot one. Him being a welterweight in, you know, MMA, at least on fight day, at least, you know, he weighs in at 170, but at least walks around at 200 pounds. I believe he's six foot tall or whatever, right? 10 years older than her. Like there's like you're gonna you could have killed the lady or whatever right yeah. but she says like he actually tried to rape her multiple times before like she ran out the door and he couldn't get hard mm-hmm. and like it's that a lot pissed of pressure yeah <laughs> but I guess like he got so but he got that's the reason why he got so mad is because he could not finish what he started so that's why he went to go get the knife so you, that way you think he was I don't know if this is part of your story but do you think like. Do you think he was on steroids? Yeah. This is not like a side effect of like steroids is the not being able to get hard thing. And that's what comes out in the trial. It was yeah. just like he, and I know like. Not that that excuses him, but I just no, think yeah. like, you know, you know, professional fighters and like professional, like, you know, that's, that is one of those things that's like the hormones are all fucked up. They're all like, you know, roid raged out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird profession to, to be in and like. Uh, I don't know. He's he. I didn't know that much about him. Like I didn't know. Did you ever watch his professional fights? I mean, I saw him on the when he was on the Ultimate Fire. I okay. used to watch that uh show a lot. And again, like it, it'd be like right now. Like there's there was just a UFC card last night. Like the preliminary fighters. Like it'd be like if one of those guys committed some kind of atrocity. Like they're not that they're not not that they're no names, but it's just like you see him that night and then like, that's the only thought that you have of them. Like, Oh, I saw them. They're nothing special. They're not John Jones or anything yeah. like that. But like, that's where he was at where it's just yeah. like, he's, he's, he's at the bottom or mid card kind of thing. It's just like his big claim to fame is that he beat up one of the famous famous yeah, porn stars. Remember time. him for, uh, this actually reminds me a lot of like the Greg Hardy case where like Greg Hardy, like was going to like decapitate his wife, I think, or girlfriend. And like, was just like, Obviously, Greg Hardy, big dude, he's like six foot four, and like you know, he could <laughs> kill, he could kill like an army of people. Like he's fucking a monster. So like, yeah, I mean, not, I don't want to say not uncommon, but yeah, I mean, both. If there's one thing that ties these two cases together is like where we view like women in like in like society versus where we view like you know men in the relationship yeah. and how how these should be not only viewed by like the court of public opinion as people on the internet and, but also like how like actual court, like how like actual, like, you know, the, 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 the judicial system should like try these cases. Like it's, it's, it's a trip. It's kind of ironic that we both pick these cases or these stories. And like, um, one of the things that I came across and apparently like, in Ireland, which I always think like Ireland, like those those kind of countries, like those are pretty like domesticated countries, you know, like they're very progressive minded countries. But apparently, like over there, like it's like a like a wife can't accuse like 
accuse a husband of rape because like technically they're married, so there's no such thing as rape. And, oh wow! And, like, and it's just like, like that's fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> like, like there's like that type of mentality, and that could be wrong. Maybe that was like an old article that I read or something. But like, like it's it's. Like stuff like that's still happening. Like we're not that far removed. I think that you know we 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 think ourselves a pretty progressive minded podcast, or you know we live in California, which is pretty progressive, and we have a lot of progressive laws here and, and that sort of thing. But <coughs> where we are as a society, it's like everything is just like oh she's a slut, like kind of you know like we're still in that like there, like we still like have these biases, we still have like these like weird things that like we have to bring up like. Who's the who's the uh the pitcher for the Dodgers? Oh fuck, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Like that it was actually pretty similar to like a Trevor Bauer type of thing where it's like I mean, I don't know what happened. I don't know the Trevor Bauer story that well, but like his career is pretty much done. I don't think a team's picked him up yet. No. Um his you know, he had that whole similar thing where it was like it was rough sex, like get over it kind of thing. Like like we may never know what what happened with that, but you know, a lot of a lot of that is like how you feel about the person, how you feel about like, you know. I just think we're just not that like mentally developed yet. Like we still, I I even struggle with that. Where it's just like, well, was Trevor Bauer like, was it just rub sex or like, you know, where was where's the line that you cross? And like, you know, it's it's a it's a, such a tough thing. Obviously, the war machine is like, yeah, he crossed the line long time ago. <laughs> yeah. like, the line was very clearly crossed. This dude that killed. Um, uh, uh, I, I, I was gonna call her Madeline McCain, but that is not correct. <laughs> but like, you know, obviously, like murder, and like, yeah. you know, like that's a line that's been crossed. But like, I, I think it's such an interesting conversation that you said Trevor Bauer. Like Trevor Bauer is like a really interesting one because, you know, his career is pretty much done. Like, I don't think any team's gonna pick him up now. And like, it's like, why would you pick up this dude who has like the stigma around him yeah. now? And like whether that's fair or unfair, I don't know. Like, I just, you, it's tough to say. Like, there's so many, like, things in play here. Like, I was in there. I don't know the, I didn't get to see the court cases that happened. Like, it's it's so tough. Like, and like. And there's so much misinformation. Again, like, you, you go on YouTube, like, when I was trying to research this, and it's disturbing, like, even after she posted the pictures and started talking and whatnot, right? And she gets, like, really involved in, like, domestic violence um, organizations after this or whatever. And it's, I mean, it sucks that she had to go through this, but she became, like, a very vocal proponent for this, for women. And it, it, it she's, like, almost like, like a lamb that, you know, went to sacrifice, you know, for all these other women, you know? And, um, but it's so disturbing even after all of this or whatever, because most victims don't talk after this, right? Yeah. She actually goes on trial, recounts her story. It's so disturbing, like from the MMA community, how like, they're like, well, that whole mindset of like, well, she's a porn star. Well, she's a whore. Or blah, 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 all this yeah. like bad shit. And it's like, dude, that none of that fucking matters or whatever. Like, even if she did cheat on him, like, again, like you said, there's no line you can cross. And it's so disturbing, like how like that mindset is like, well... I can't feel too sorry for her because she was putting herself out there anyways, you know, in a compromising position. It's like, no, like that doesn't excuse this act. Like yeah, this guy yeah. would have murdered her if she didn't run out the fucking front door. Uh, also too, he goes on the run, like I said, for a week and he's posting like all these like weird, like self pitying tweets mm. about like, Oh, the, nobody knows the whole story. And, 
uh, fucking, I'm not the bad That's guy. That's how you know he's guilty, dude. When he people goes, start doing shit like that, done, guilty. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not the bad guy. And he kind of like proceeds like Donald Trump. He goes, the media is all fake anyways. Like they've already convicted me. And it's just like all this like weird. It's like, oh, so she just beat herself up or whatever. Like yeah. how did that just fucking happen? Uh, but anyways, uh, U.S. Marshals find him in, I believe, a Simi Valley hotel room mm. uh, because they actually traced his IP address from all those self-pitying tweets that he was making. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fast forward to uh, the actual um, arrest. Uh, he, the, what are they called? Uh, the jailers or whatever, or the, I was about to say the PO, um, parole officer. Uh, in jail, what is it? The fucking... Um, Correctional officer. Correctional (laughs) officer actually finds him in his jail cell in October uh, trying to commit suicide. And he writes this big old elaborate fucking suicide note about, sorry, Christy, I love you. If you could ever find it in your heart again, maybe in the next lifetime I can make it up to you and all this bullshit or whatever. Uh, But anyways, on trial that that, that following February, Christy's giving like her her complete deposition. And she's having to stop because she's crying and whatnot. And they're asking her very specific. The prosecution's asking her very specific questions, and the defense attorney's asking her all these, like, super, like, sad, like, you know, like you said, like, questions, like, saying, like, well, don't you like it rough because you're a porn star? Like, couldn't it have been, like, a situation where he just didn't know how to to stop because of your profession and whatnot? And uh, she's bawling her eyes out. You can tell, like, it's not an act, right? She's Mm -hmm. not crying, you know, just to fucking put an innocent guy into prison. Like, she's reliving something she's gonna have to live with for the rest of her life these mental scars and um as she's retelling like that's that part about him like sawing her hair off breaking the handle and then trying to rape her with his soft penis Mm -hmm. he starts laughing and her defense attorney says let the record show that war machine is fucking laughing at her fucking being like you know sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. and then like the you know the his defense attorney is just like no, he's not. He's not laughing. And then the judge has to pipe in. He goes, you know what? I did see him laugh. Let the record show. And then there's like a YouTube video of him actually like Fuck. laughing. And I guess like as of even today, he has never apologized for that. And he gets convicted of 29 out of the 36 felonies. And he's doing life in prison. And I guess they were going to give him only seven years. But the prosecution asked Christy, would you feel safe if he was released within seven years? She goes, I will never feel safe if he is released. And so they give him life with the possibility to parole after 36 years. So he'll be like in his 80s before he's ever eligible to parole. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, dude, I, I guess like. Remember when we had your friend on, or like she, we did, uh, did we do Skinwalker? We didn't do Skinwalker Ranch. We did, um, oh, Wendigo. Shit. Wendigo, yeah, there you go. Um, and she had, I think it was mostly on the Patreon where we talked about like her encounters with like domestic abuse and, and that sort of thing. Um, and then she talked about it and she seemed very like open about it and, and talking about it. And I think honestly, for, for things like that, I always think like suffering in silence, like whatever it may be, like you could be battling cancer or being in a domestic abuse situation. I think sometimes hearing other people's stories is like, is encouraging to like realize that you're, you know, you, you, you deserve more than to be in a situation like that. You deserve more than to like stick around, like hope that he changes or, you know, or hope that she changes or whatever, you know, like, you know, like you, you, 
you don't need to be like that. Like you don't need to be in those situations. Um, and I think hearing her story, like when she came on the podcast and talked about it or, you know, hearing other women talk about it or Christy Mack come out and talk about it. And like, 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 I think it, I think it's, it's like a, it's a positive thing. It's like, there's no such thing as like suffering in silence. Like you need to come out and like talk about it. Like, you know, it, it it's, uh, you know, one of the, like, you know, I think when we talked about, uh, Chadwick Boseman's like passion, whatever he said, like, Oh, he, he like, you know, he was, didn't talk about it. He's just like mama mentality that. And I was like, nah, I, I didn't know. say that. You said something to, to the, to, uh, to the, I said that, like, that. I said, I was like, it was a shame that he did that. Yeah. yeah. No, I've never been on that. Like, Oh, but, no, that's an admirable thing that he just suffered <laughs> in silence. No. But, uh, anyways, I was just like, I, I, I don't think that it's like, you know, people should, people should be like more open about like the things that they're going through. I think that that's kind of like a, if it's, uh, if it's, a. Uh, like that's that's one of the biggest like shames I guess in like as a society that we we're not very like open about the things that we suffer with like you know we're we're very like we we bottle them up and we we hide it and we box it and like don't talk about it because our social media needs to look pretty and like um yeah I don't know that's one of the things that I I wish people you know that that are going through things like would open up about it and like you know obviously like don't like fucking What's that term? You use you use the term earlier that I really like that love bomb thing or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. um I've heard the term of like tra- trauma dumping where like people were just like like and not that she's trauma dumping at all. I think some there's a there's a thin line between like being the source of like, hey, I went through this shit and like I you know, like if you need some some like guidance to go through these things, like, you know, be that guiding light. But then there's also people that are like this is a whole different thing like trauma dumping where it's like also go see a therapist because like yeah like maybe like you know your your cousin isn't going to give you the best advice or your best friend isn't going to give you the best advice like go see a therapist but like her being open about that and like the fact that she you can read what she went through and like all the things that she's been through like it's very encouraging and people should like open up about that shit like yeah but anyways, that's it. That's a really good story. I'm I was very surprised by that. That, that yeah, that's, that's the a, one you picked with picked, and I was like, good 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 story, man. I would have never thought about covering a story like that. I didn't either until I saw you like that picture, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and fast forward now. I mean, she's had to have several surgeries, and the ESPN article that I was reading said that like she sees her face now and she doesn't even recognize it again. She went from being like a perfect ten, and not to say like her her value is just in her looks or whatever. That's mm-hmm. just like her career or whatever right because she is like a really interesting person too like even if she was disfigured like the elephant man she would Mm -hmm. still be interesting to hear her speak but like it it, it's a weird situation because she does look different she went from being a perfect 10 back then to still being a perfect 10 now and she looks completely different because again she broke 18 bones her her entire teeth had to be redone her nose and everything Mm -hmm. had to be redone and whatnot and um, it was weird, like War Machine, I guess, said that she did this to herself so she can get all the surgeries that she wanted. And I was like, I don't think anybody does that to themselves with that yeah. like effect. Like, I, I don't know. But it, it, it's it, it's good. Like I said at the beginning, like when I saw that picture, that was like my first thought. Like, man, she's she still looks good even after everything that's happened to her or whatever. And it's just like, oh, shit, that's the story. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's a good one. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. There's no... No joke mom. or nothing at the end. Tell your mama and your boo boo too. Tell your mama and your boo boo too. Shall I be the Jack Patel with Warren? 
Yes, guys. And, Ready uh, for the Super Bowl? Who you got in the Super Bowl? Chiefs. Chiefs, all right. Yes, right the Magic on. Man, and I'm probably going to look dumb by the time <laughs> this episode comes out. But anyways, with that said, guys, if you want to get us on on any way, which way possible, if you got if you got some trauma dumping you want to do, yeah. uh, guys, hit us up on all the social medias over at Art and Jacob Do America. Except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Because goddamn Sunday, sometimes sometimes that's just how a steak is done. Just not on Super Bowl Sunday. But anyways, guys, uh, if you want to help support this podcast in any way, which was any way whatsoever, guys, hit us up at on the Patreon over at patreon.com slash America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode uh, for your listening pleasure. So donate $1, $2, $3, $4, $69.69. Uh, but every your donation will get you a bonus episode every single week. And nine times out of ten, those episodes that you hear on the Patreon are actually better than the actual episodes that you hear for free. So... Uh, this week is no exception. We talk about the crazy UFOs and balloons that are flying over the United States, as well as we have some hardy sports talk over there. So head on over there. Uh, if you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to <laughs> the official website over at rjacobdoamerica.com. Uh, follow the merch links. We have four designs up there. Uh, pick your choice of one of those. So if you are at an adult film convention and you see Christy Mack, uh, let her know that we did this podcast for her. Uh, she'll see that Orange Jacob Do America T-shirt. Might listen to this podcast. Do, do you remember when? Um, when I don't remember what the circumstances were, but um, I think we were talking about like the Instagram like artwork that were that was gonna like like maybe we should do this as like Instagram artwork or something. I think it was like back when like Eric was still. I think it was like, the Phoenix Lights, and I sent you like a thumbnail like, oh, we should use this as like the as the artwork and I had made one and then like as a joke I sent one with like Christy Mack and it just said Art and Jacob do America on it and had, like no context and I remember thinking like dude that'd be so funny if like every episode just had like different porn stars on there but didn't have like any context of like what the podcast was about <laughs> <laughs> but episode 301 circle. I'm sure I have that somewhere in the in a group chat with <laughs> you and Eric so find that send it to me before <laughs> Tuesday Anyways, guys, uh, if you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to podbelly.com. Check out our boys over at the world-famous Sofa King podcast, as well as our boys over at Hillbilly Horror Stories and Robots for Eyes. But with that said, guys, my voice is done. Your voice started to get done, too. Yeah. I've noticed that. So that's maybe it's just a, as you get older in your 30s, kind of, uh, your voice dissipates Sign all the time, dude. Yeah. So uh, with that said, guys, you got anything else, Art? That's it. Tell your mommy boo boo too. Jacob's got the Chiefs. I got the Eagles, but I don't feel that confident in my pick. Me so, either, though. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Goodbye. Good night. Good night. Good night.